It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. All right, part two of our broadcast this evening, and we are here with Luke Almighty. How you doing, man? Glad to be here, man. It's de- definitely an honor to be on this legendary podcast. Oh, man, that's so nice of you yeah, to say. Definitely, definitely. I'm glad to be here, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming up. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely no problem. So it's it's just an hour drive, you know. It's, so it's it's oh, an hour drive. Here, Where so. were you coming from? Um, I'm actually from Aurora, so you know, every time I have to come out here, it's it's a little drive, but it's always worth oh, it. Oh man, you know, so. I appreciate yeah. you making the trip. Like, I mean, the mine was just like around the corner. Yeah, and you, you drove know, from I mean, Aurora. Got to make a little trek, but you know, you have to do what you have to do. You know? Dude, absolutely. And, and like yeah. I said, I appreciate you actually uh, coming out. You were recommended my way um, by Mark. Uh, I don't want to see his last name wrong. I just uh, Mark Boole. Uh, Boole, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Who manages Superboy and uh, and who I've worked with on the podcast a number of times for, like, you know, bringing different artists in. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And he recommended you, and he said, why don't you get Luke on the podcast? And I was like, hey, great. You know, I, I looked up what you've done, and I was like, 100%, let's make that happen. Yeah, of course, and I've definitely been in tune, tune with you guys for a little bit, of course, so it was, you know, definitely a cool thing, you know. I mean, definitely would love to be a part of it, so. Yeah, right man. And I, and I have to ask you right away, like, the Aurora thing. Do people still do, like, do people still associate that with Wayne's World, or is that generation kind of, like, that <laughs> that's association? That's definitely, yeah, that's definitely passed on this time. Okay. I mean, my parents' generation, of course, you know. It's, sure. That's the main thing about Aurora, you know, is Wayne's World. But I don't think anybody in our just generation really remembers that, unless you're really in tune with, you know, movie culture and that kind right, of thing. Right, unless but, you're old. But it's, yeah, like, but, I think for a certain generation, like, that's a hundred million, like... They could discover aliens in Aurora, and for my generation, exactly. that'd be the second thing we'd right, with exactly. Aurora. Right, exactly. Well, the thing is, only about 10% of that movie was, like, shot, actually oh, shot. Oh, yeah, there, none of it's so. in Aurora. <laughs> exactly, right? So, I mean, maybe if it was shot completely in Aurora, it'd be a different thing, but yeah, but, it's um, definitely a forgotten, so. <laughs> well, anyway, man, so, so like I said, thank you for coming up, and we always really start these things with just kind of, like, the origin story, the backstory, like, how did music start for you? When did this enter your life? Bring us into the beginning of that. Um, so pretty much, uh, music started at a really uh, young age for me. Um, not so much playing music, but just being an avid music listener. Um, ever since you know, I can remember um, when I was able to use a computer, you know, or even use an iPod or download music. I was I was doing it, you know, I was on um, digital drip, you know, underground uh, music streaming websites and mm-hmm. LimeWire, just downloading anything I can. I remember second uh, shout out to LimeWire tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's, yeah. it was a big thing at the time. It was a know, really was, big thing. It was a pioneer. So if you wanted to bootleg stuff or you wanted. Songs with no metadata and improper labeling, man, LimeWire, and maybe get put a virus on your dad's computer. Yeah, LimeWire yeah. was the <laughs> premier platform. It was for that. definitely definitely the wave at the time, but yeah, um, you know we, we still support and buy music nowadays. Now that we're artists, but, sure. Uh, but um, no, yeah. So pretty much, you know, since I was able to go out and get music on my own, I was doing it. Um, my parents just always listened to music in the car, you know, around when I was little, and they they have a huge list of different artists that they listen to from, you know, soul to classic rock, um, you know, early R&B and stuff like that. So I was I was put on a young age to really good music, um, and I kind of think that's how my ear developed. Um, and then just in, at, like, fifth grade, fourth grade, I really started to get gravitate towards hip-hop music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, met, I remember I went out with, like, allowance money or some Christmas money, sure. and I purchased... Uh, 
The Massacre by 50 Cent and Red Light District by Ludacris. And just for like a fifth grade, you know, white kid from the suburbs buying his album. That had to be revolutionary. Thing, you know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. At the time, my parents probably didn't even understand it. But, you know, it's, it was something I liked and I was interested in, you know, and they definitely supported that. So just from that point on, you know, I kept it going. And at one point in high school, you know, my buddy introduced me to FL Studio, the, the beat making program. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to a lot of different music at the time. And I wanted to, you know, replicate the stuff I was listening to um, and kind of just make my own sound of what I wanted to hear, you know, because I was always seeking out new music, so I wanted to kind of make what I wanted, what I thought was missing or what I wanted to hear, you know, in itself. So that's kind of why I started making beats, um, you know, and I just, I just kind of ran with it, and it really wasn't serious until, I'd say, a few years ago. I was even pretty close to giving up music because it really wasn't going anywhere. And then just uh, at some point in my life, a few of my buddies, you know, told me that I was talented, you know, I really need to buckle down if I want to be serious about it or really go anywhere with it. Um, and then, yeah, within the course of, like, about a year and a half, really everything 360 for me. So it's it's definitely uh, been a long time coming, but, you know, I'm here now, and I'm glad to be here, so. Yeah. And so when you're kind of going from, like, starting to take it more more seriously to, um, you know, making that jump and working with someone like Superboy or, like, mm-hmm. other artists like that, you know, like, um, how did that happen? How did you kind of, like, get to that next stage? Um it was definitely a process to get to that point. Um, I don't know if you're m- familiar with Sonny Woods. Um, he's also kind of a legendary, you know, Chicago person to me mm-hmm. as well. Um, I give him a lot of credit for a lot of different things. There we go. Um, but just over the course of about a few years, you know, from about 2014 to 2015, um, 2016, I was sending him beats, you know, because he was always working with people like Kari, um, Church Don't Stop, that kind of thing, Twista as well. Sure. Um, so, you know, I just, he always showed love, you know, and gave me feedback and everything like that. Nothing was ever serious, but um, late 2015, uh, I reached out reached out to him, sent him a B-Pack. Um, this is probably one of the best ones I'd sent him in a while. I was pretty confident about it. And then he had he had texted me and said that he was in the studio with Supa playing the beats. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, I get, a, I get a DM from Supa saying that he loved everything he heard, that he wanted to do an EP with me, um, this and that, you know. So that's pretty much how that came about. So I, got a, I definitely got to credit Sonny Woods for, you know, playing the music around him. But, um, you know, it's, it's definitely like a, a stepping stone process, you know. It was just a connection I had, you know, and, um, you know, and everything kind of happened at the right time in the right place, you know. And, and how much of a game changer is it working with someone like Suba? Because that is, I mean, A, Superboy, super talented <laughs> artist, and B, he's not really, like, very traditional. Exactly, he's kind of all yeah. over the map, and he does really experimental, kind of ambitious, expansive stuff. Yeah, he's in, his, he's in a whole other lane. He's one of the most talented artists that I work with, hands down. Um, to work with someone like that, Right out, right out the gates is amazing. You know, I really didn't have any major placements before that. I had one song with YP back with Jones. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. YP, we've had him on the show. Yeah, that's that. That actually got some love from Fake Shore Drive. That was in uh, 2015. Um, but really, that was the only thing you know prior to Supa. Um, and then you know, just to work with somebody that's so legendary in Chicago, right off the bat, it inspired me so much. And that's really what kind of turned everything around for me. You know, kind of really got me serious about it. So. It was, it was just those moments and the connections that I make in every song and placement I get that just keeps me going further and further. Well, and you just dropped this new song with Supa uh, Carnival, right? Yeah, definitely. I dropped that on Friday, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, um, all streaming platforms. And then I just dropped it yesterday on SoundCloud for the people that are waiting for it as well. For the so people over there. I had to get a little, little uh, boost on my Spotify <laughs> and Apple Music followers. So, you know, that sure. was definitely a, thought that would help a little bit. So Was that like, that wasn't part of... Um, 
that wasn't part of Finally Dead, was it? It was a standalone? That was not, yeah, that wasn't even um, on the list, or, you know, that wasn't a throwaway from um, Finally Dead. That was actually a song we have been sitting on for almost a year. Um, we've had that song for a long time, and just, it, it came time for that song to come out. You know, a lot of people have been waiting for it. Um, I wanted to space it out a little bit, because I had dropped Ruthless back in November with Supa before Finally, Jet, Finally sure. Dead dropped, so um, I felt like it was about time, um, a little bit earlier in the year, kind of give people a fresh start, you know, mm-hmm. just some new music, so... And you also, you've been working with uh, Duffel Bag Bureau, um, yeah. you know, the Cole Bennett video of New Limit. You were involved with that. Like, talk about working with, with them. Um, well, Buru I've been working with for about a year. He's a really talented artist, um, managed by Cole Bennett. Um, yeah. There's a lot of stuff with Lyrical Lemonade and everything. He just had a show at Shuba Saturday, which is crazy. But Yeah, um, and we're going to talk to ADOT about that. Yeah, that was amazing. Um but yeah, so pretty much, uh, I reached out to him because I'd heard one of his one of his music videos on YouTube was which was actually his first song he had ever made, which is called Witta Gang, um, and it really really got me onto his music. So I reached out to him, um, sent him beats, and you know how it goes from there. Um, but um, I produced a song called No Limit for him, which he ended mm-hmm. up making um, a video with Cole Bennett for, which uh, dropped back in September, I believe. Um, you know, and that did really well. Um, but also we have. Uh, we have a video that we shot in the early January with um, Spenzo, Cole Bennett, um, and Buru as well on that. That's produced by me and CEO Beats. So that video should be coming out pretty soon. Um, Buru just dropped a project, so it might be a little bit of a wait on that one. But yeah. um, I'm really excited for that because that's going to be a really big project as well. Um, you know, what's it like? We're, we've had Cole on, on the podcast um, and on a panel. And, you know, that dude's obviously blown up. He's got yeah. the work ethic. He's got you know, a very stylized um, approach to his work. What's it like working with someone like him where, you know, you're, there's just a lot, it feels like, going on with the lyrical lemonade world. It's it's amazing. You know, he's done a lot for the city. He's done a lot for a lot of different people, not even just in the city as well. So um, just even, you know, to be around him is inspiring. Um, He's he's all about work, you know. Um, You're doing a video with him, and he has an idea of what's going on already. Um, You know, he's definitely all about the business. But, you know, he, he, has, he has all these different um, aspirations and things he wants to do, you know, bigger than, than music and what he's doing now. So you can just really see where, where things are going day by day. And um, I just think he's doing a lot of big things for the city, and he really deserves a lot of credit, you know. And just to work with someone like that, you know, it's definitely an honor, you know. It's, it's, some, it's really a dream, you know. So got to give a lot of credit to Cole. Now, you know, when we were talking in email, I got kind of an overview of what's coming up for you, and it's, it's a list. So let's run through some of these things that are coming up here. Uh, you're going to be working with ADOT, right? Uh, yeah, me and ADOT. Or, uh, or you worked with ADOT. Yeah, we've worked in the past. Yeah. Uh, me and ADOT, you know, do have a few unreleased songs, you know, may or may not, you know, come about. You never know, but... Uh, I have a feeling we're going to be asking about that. Yeah, no, I, that's my brother, though. You know, we'll, we'll always, you know, be in the studio together. You, you, know, you never know what may happen in the studio, but that's always going to be my brother. I always support him, you know, whether we do music together or not, but we definitely have some heat in the vault for sure. And you have a new uh, mixtape coming out with Monster Mike? Yeah, that's coming out February 18th, um, so definitely be so, like, on around the, the corner. That. Yeah, we were teasing the cover art. Um, has some uh, Codone cover art, which is pretty dope, so go check that out. Um, so that should be pretty dope. We've been sitting on a lot of music for a long time, so it's about time that we really drop that music. So um, I think people are going to really uh, be excited about that because we had a pretty big song that was dropped early 2016 that a lot of, or 2017 that a lot of people were liking. So I think it's going to be a pretty dope project. Well, and just hearing you talk about the uh, the upcoming work, it sounds like you're pretty prolific. Are you somebody who works quick and gets a lot 
accomplished or, you know, everybody works at different paces, but it sounds, I'm getting the impression already that there's like a good amount of work that's kind of like waiting in the wings. Yeah. I mean, I, I try to keep it a day by day thing. You know, I, I really want to consistently, you know, be making music and, and keep creating content, you know, um, because music's always going to be releasing, but you always have to think about what's coming next, you know, um, and in any terms of anything, but, um, I just really need to keep it going, you know, and, um, I love creating, I love making new music, so that's just something that's going to be a day-by-day process, and um, you just kind of always need to plan ahead being an artist, I think, at least, Um, and if I don't have a plan ahead, you know, I mean, there's not going to be much direction, so, um, yeah, I've been trying to be as smart about it as I can, and really just um, tuck what I should, release what I should, um, and just kind of keep connections growing, meet different people and you know more songs will come along the way but just always kind of be ready for your next step you know well and on that note like what's what you know like you've got this kind of reserve you've got this kind of archive of of things that are going to be coming out at different intervals but like what's ahead like what are you looking at like hey this is the next thing i need to do or i haven't done this yet right um well i'm really trying to expand just to really a different different um like niches in the scene because, I mean, I really just don't want to box myself in as far as, like, an artist and a producer. You know, I, I really want to be everywhere because I listen to everything. You know, I think I can adapt, and I have a lot to bring to an artist um, and a lot to offer. And I think, you know, I can bring out, you know, the most most in the artist, you know, if we really lock in one-on-one. So, um, I, you know, I really want to work with, you know, Pivot. Um, been mm-hmm. trying to work with Kari. Got a lot of new music coming with Carry On and everybody. So... I'm really just trying to spread a different different sections of the scene, you know, and you know different niches that I'm I'm not working with yet. So, I want to keep it growing, you know, and even outside of Chicago. So, um, I'm really aiming to just keep keep this all these connections growing, um, and really just build off everything and keep the momentum up. Because just you know every day, uh, I think some, someone else finds out about me or you know hears about me, and I gain a listener or a supporter. Um, so you know, I just I really want to make new connections. Um, because I'm listening to a lot of music right now that I really want to be a part of. So yeah, well, and and like talk a little bit about like the discovery process. Like, how are you promoting yourself? How are you establishing new connections? Like, how do you build that those relationships? Um, over the course of the past year, it's it's really just been myself. You know, reaching out. Um, really just you just know that cold calling. Yeah, exactly. You know, just being in those DMs. You know, and just trying to be as genuine as possible. Um, you know, really makes make friends in this business. You know, as much as you can, and as long as it's a genuine relationship. You know, yeah. So I mean, pretty much, it's um. I mean, how do I say this? It's <laughs> it's it's just a it's a process. You know, I mean, you, you just really want to make every connection genuine. You know, I think that's so important because. There's just so many false connections and people that really just don't want to work with this person or that person are just working with them for the wrong reasons. And I personally just really want to make good music and, you know, make the connections last and not, not just have a song with the person and move on, but, you know, build something with somebody here and there and everywhere else. So, Well, and I mean, and that's what it looks like you're doing. Like, you know, if we look at, like, again, the Superboy thing, it's mm-hmm. like that's an artist you've worked with repeatedly. Right. You know, where you have that kind of, like, that back-and-forth familiarity. Exactly. What else is on deck? So, again, like, when we were, you know, when we were in the email thread, it's like there was talk about eventually putting out some kind of larger collection of your work, not just being like, not just, but like not being solely the behind the scenes guy right. and somebody else's thing, but also putting out something under your own name. A hundred percent. 
Um, I think it's really important, um, at least in my opinion, for a producer, you know, to have as much vis- visibility as possible um, and just really be out there, you know, because you're an artist in, your, in yourself. You know, I think you deserve as much credit as anybody else um, as far as production goes. So I just, you know, really want to keep that artist mentality up as far as a producer. And I really want to brand myself as best as possible. And I think it's awesome to drop these songs, you know, singly and, you know, have other people have, you know, the music. But I just think it's it's great to have a, a collection of work, you know, that's your own, you know, and that, that you release and you put together on your own. I just I think it just brings out more more of you and shows the people what you have to offer, you know. So I just think that's an important thing for producers, you know, and it's definitely something that I'm kind of aiming to happen within the next year. Um, maybe, you know, late 2018, I'm hoping, but... Um, you know, you never know. I'm, I'm always making new music, making new connections. So you never know where it could go, who could be on there. But um, I have a lot of uh, a lot of talented artists I'm working with right now. So um, I'm just really excited for what it could be, um, and I think it's it's going to be something great. You know, and I just want to bring something new, um, something different to Chicago, and just something different um, for producers, because I just want really want to make a different lane for for artists. You know. Um, no, absolutely, man. And and what else? You know, is there anything else you can tease about? You know, new work coming out in 2018, or anything ahead of you in the new year that we haven't touched on. Um, like I said, I do have some music coming with Carry On. Um, mm-hmm. We really have a lot of chemistry off the bat. I think that's going to lead a lot of good things as well. Me and Duffelbag are constantly working on new music, and just the next thing, the next thing seems like something better and better. And he just keeps getting better, you know, song by song. And I feel like we're growing together. So. I feel like me and him are going to just keep growing and just make better music in general. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of exciting projects I'm going to have with new artists that you guys haven't seen. I don't want to speak on them too much because nothing's, you know, 100%, but um, just a lot of things that you guys can be excited about. Um, definitely Chicago, Chicago people. Um, I, I know I work with a lot of Chicago people, but that's just because I love the city, you know. I love all the talent out here, and I really feel like it just needs to be emphasized. You know, it needs to be there needs to be a light shed on the city because for so many years there wasn't, chemistry people are more messing with each other you know it's just a lot of beef and whatnot but there's a much more collaborative spirit happening exactly right now. yeah it's that's what's so beautiful about it right now is just everybody's collaborating with each other everybody supports each other you know for the most part at least but i think that's that's really where the direction needs to go for chicago music and you know uh, to kind of like uh, bring it bring it to bring it home here because this is awesome and i'm glad we got to start this conversation yeah, if somebody's listening to this watching this or they're checking out your work and they want to work with you, how can they do that? Like, how can an artist get in touch with you, or what are you looking for with an artist you work with? Um, I mean, I'm pretty easygoing. You know, you, you can always just shoot a DM, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty quick to, you know, reach back. Um, I like to think I'm pretty personable, you know, so feel free to reach out to me. Um, but, you know, if, it, if it's anything on more of a professional note, I do have management. Um, Lauren Cruz and Miguel, Miguelini, um, Miguel Alfaro, but you can find, find their... Um, you can find my management email in my bios. You can find their Twitters in my bio as well. Um, just about anything you need to reach me at, it's going to be in my bio, or you can just hit the DM. So um, I'm pretty easy to reach, you know, so it's definitely not a, a hard thing if you want to work with me. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty open to work with anybody, you know, as long as you're genuine, you know, and you, you want to make good music. So definitely it, reach out. That's yeah. easy. Yeah, exactly. That's just the attitude. straightforward, you know, so. Um, where can people find your work? What's the best website or, or account for people to be able to listen to everything that you're doing? Um, I'm on SoundCloud, so you can definitely follow me there. 
Um, I also have a lot of music on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, uh, Amazon, you know, all streaming platforms. Google, Luke so. Almighty. Yeah, definitely. Um, you'll, you'll find a lot of my music pretty much everywhere. Um, I'm trying to make it more accessible to people that don't just have SoundCloud, you know, because even though that's, you know, a huge part of where people listen to music at, it's not where the only place people listen to music at. Sure. So I just want it to be everywhere, accessible to everybody, you know, so um, really just follow me anywhere. You'll, you'll find it um, as long as you just Google Luke Almighty. I dig it, man. Uh, I'm glad we got to start this conversation. I'm glad Mark connected us, man. And then yeah, same thing, it. as you have new stuff happening, as you have new work coming out, or and or as you have Chicago artists you think we should be checking out on this podcast, man, you got my email. Drop me a line. Definitely. I'll definitely keep you in tune because there's people coming out of the blue every day. So I love it, man. Uh, yeah. Luke, thanks so much for coming on, man. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it, dude. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.